0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to the Smarter Brain Better Memory Show right here on AEMind.com. My name is Lewis Angel, and we have a very special guest all the way from Ontario, Canada. Uh, we have Becca with us here, Mrs. Morgan, or Miss Morgan, soon to be Mrs. Bendania. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about <laughs> that. She was actually supposed to be getting married soon, but because of the situation, it got pushed back a year. So I'm sorry about that. Um, However, she is a certified um, permanent teacher in Ontario, Canada. So we'll talk a little bit about that and a little bit about her experiences right now with what's going on with the pandemic and teaching online versus, you know, in the classroom, how that shift has happened, what it's like uh, for her and also what her experiences like for for her students as well during this time so thank you so much becca for taking some time out of your awesome busy day uh, to (laughs) to get on uh, the smarter brain show with us
1: awesome well no thank you for having me i'm so excited
0: Um, again i'm sorry about your wedding plans they got pushed back a year i really apologize about that i was supposed to be in canada with you guys celebrating in the next week or two
1: i know you were supposed to be there but uh no it's okay not not much we can do about it right now and we're just happy that we get to have the wedding that we want with all of our loved ones and friends and family so we're very happy that everybody can just come safely and celebrate happy and and safe and in a year from now so we're, we're okay with it we've made our peace with it <laughs> yeah
0: that's good when it was like you know decision time or leading up to decision time how how tough was that were you still like okay maybe we'll have it with a smaller um you know size of guests or did you know right away like no we have to push this back
1: yeah so it was like leading up to it was a little bit more difficult i'm i mean i definitely was less okay with it than i am right now (laughs) um it was really hard because the months leading up to your wedding are really supposed to be really exciting and really special. And, you know, that's when you have, you know, you know the girls, we have like the wedding shower. Um, and I was supposed to have my bachelorette at the end of July. And I didn't get to have any of those things. And um, just the uncertainty was very uh, unnerving about everything. And And it's the months leading up to your wedding are supposed to be just so exciting. And it was so stressful it was very like I felt very anxious about it a lot and and so that was kind of difficult for us and um I mean Sergio is like the epitome of peace and calm so he was fine always (laughs) um which is really nice actually for me (laughs) because that's what I need Mm -hmm. but uh um but then like leading up so our venue um was kind of dragging their heels a little bit with it and they wouldn't tell us until the month before our wedding was supposed to happen if we were even able to postpone it. So we were kind of half preparing to postpone and then half preparing to have like a very sort of thrown together wedding. Um, Because in a a wedding, like when you get married, you have to sign a contract and the contract is fairly extensive. And so you kind of can't just say, okay, well, I'm just gonna move my date. Like there are things that have to be in place In order to be allowed to do that, or, you know, you sort of have to keep up your end of the bargain of your number of guests, they have to keep up their end of the bargain with the venue and the food and um, accommodations and things and so um, it was getting very, like, kind of down to the wire and we were like, how am I going to throw this, throw this together in a month. I don't even have flowers because I can't import anything. <laughs> mm. And um but then finally they said okay you can postpone until next year which was such a relief. Yeah. Um very sad obviously. I, I had a good cry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so it was it was pretty stressful. It was and then you know we we'll, we can get into this as well, but on the same day that we found out we could postpone our wedding was the same day that I had to go into my classroom and like pack up all my students' stuff. And hmm. those two things, like those two, like very emotional things stacked onto each other. Just like, it was really hard that yeah, that one just, particular day. But yeah, a lot of people trying to get married are having a really hard time. Yeah. Yeah. But we were very happy to be able to postpone. So, um, and now we can see you and now you can come finally and
0: Yes. Yeah, it'll one, be good. One year. One year. I'm it yeah. It'll days. be
1: even more beautiful than it was going to be. A little less than now because it's July 11th. So it'll be good.
0: Oh, cool. So, uh, yeah, let, let's talk about that, about school. Um, mm-hmm. So, this comes obviously out of nowhere, essentially. Um, we did not know all over the world. It was not just in China, it was not just in the US, it was Canada, everywhere, honestly, everywhere. Uh, This pandemic hits and people are scrambling, government officials are scrambling to figure out what to do with every area of our lives, really, from professionals working to students in school. Um, And you as a teacher in this profession, you were just talking about how you were scrambling to get all the things out of the classroom. And so were you already were they already transitioning you guys uh, to online teaching the last, like, few weeks of the school year or last few months of the school year? Um, or were you still doing, like, were the students still coming into the classroom to learn?
1: Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that have been nice if we were able to transition? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. No. We had no idea. Like, we had, yeah, wouldn't that be nice if we were ever so slightly prepared? No, <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Our, it was just business as usual. Like, the kids came in every day. We came, our whole school acted like everything was totally normal the only thing that was different and and this was sort of classroom specific um I just as their teacher brought in like Clorox wipes and I would wipe down their desks every day I mean maybe like the week leading into March break um when everything was starting to get a little more serious um I just was like okay well I'll just do that for us because you know I have control of my classroom or whatever so I just wiped down their desks every night, um, before I left. And then I would wipe down like all of our door handles and, um, cupboard handles and stuff like that. And then I would just like make sure that they were washing their hands all the time. And, and so, I, and that was the only thing that we were doing. We weren't, everything was business as usual until we got off March. We got like an email, I think that said, go over proper hand washing with your students. I'm like, hmm. okay, well, yes, <laughs> thank you. Um, but uh, but that was it. And then the fr- the Thursday of March break, like the last day of school before March break, um, our school ends at three thirty. So all of our kids left. Everyone's gone. Half the staff are gone because it's March break. And then we all got the announcement at four that they're going to extend our March break two more weeks because of people mm. going away for March break. And then they can were They were forcing them to self-quarantine. And then the teachers kind of started getting a little freaked out, saying, like, oh, my gosh, you know, that that's a little scary. And some people were really excited <laughs> to have two yeah,
0: extra weeks. <laughs> um,
1: but um, – and then people were kind of like, oh, should I, should I go away? Like, I'm not sure. And Because people weren't really sure if they should leave or not still. Like, it wasn't really clear. Um, and then into March break, then Trudeau started saying, like, everybody abroad, you need to come home. You have to hmm. come back. You know this is very serious and um, so there wasn't any preparation um, and we weren't given any direction on what we should be doing over that time um, or like what to prepare for uh, because then they said that we were gonna reopen on April 6th like they mm-hmm. didn't they said you know that's when we're gonna go back and so we were like okay well we'll going back to school like everything will be fine whatever um, yeah. but then they were like oh nope now we're gonna go back the end of May you have one week you're going to start remote teaching on April, whatever it was, like the following Monday or whatever. Wow. And all the teachers and we kind of looked at each other and we were like, what's that supposed to look like? I have yeah. no idea what that's supposed to look like. Um, and so it's it's a little easier, I think, for, for myself and maybe younger teachers because, you know, I, we kind of grew up using technology and throughout my entire teaching career, I've been using technology every single day um and all of my students were sort of already on the platform that we were supposed to use to communicate home um so it was a little easier i think for my class but older teachers who've been you know teaching for 25 30 years they had no idea like it's it's just sort of like all of a sudden throwing them into this like unknown and they were having a really hard time sort of adjusting to that and so it, it was a little easier for me in my class because we had sort of already been doing it just as good practice, like in a 21st century classroom. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then the other part about that too was we were really concerned about our students because um, our school is sort of positioned in not a very affluent area of Durham. Um, so a lot of our kids live in poverty and they don't even have internet at home let alone a phone, let alone a laptop to do mm-hmm. work on. And so we were kind of, we were worried for them and we were kind of saying to ourselves and to our board, how are these kids going to be able to get their education without the proper technology to do mm-hmm. it? Like they won't even be able to see the work I'm posting, let alone do it. Yeah. Um, so what these school boards started doing actually, which I think was really cool, was they started lending out all their tech because every school has sort of, um, every school has like a laptop cart or like an iPad cart that you can sign out for your class if you want to like use it for the period or whatever. And so the schools gave out all of their tech. Every hmm. single school in the whole board sent out laptops to uh, families who needed them, um, That's good. which was awesome. But then we had to wait for those kids to get that tech. And so we had to like... You know, and, and that's just not, it's not equitable for some kids to have access to information and some kids not to. And so we couldn't really do anything until we knew all our kids could have it. Um, yeah. And so we were all scrambling for that. The kids were scrambling. Um, and then we were all trying to figure out, okay, what's my, what are my lesson plans going to look like? Like, how do I teach, you know, grade seven math, <laughs> you know, through a platform like through, we just use this website, but, um, you know, and how do I, how, how do I explain it to them? And, and, you know, there are rules around calling students. Like I, like yeah. I don't use my personal cell phone to call students cause I don't, they can't have my phone number. Right. So, um, it's like, okay, well, how does that work? And, um, and every, and things like that. And so we, there was a lot of worries, worries around, um, how to protect us from, you know, not doing anything inappropriate accidentally by you know calling home to a kid or whatever to explain something and and it was just very there was a lot of questions and mm-hmm. the board had almost no answers and so they were kind of just like figure it out and i really have to say my colleagues i don't like i can't speak for other schools and i can't speak for other teachers even but my colleagues and my two teaching partners there's three teachers who teach grade 7 in my school the three of us got together and we were like, okay, we're going to handle this. You know, let's all be on the same page. Let's all send the same work. We're all going to work together, you know, and, and we like really rose to the occasion, I think. Yeah. Um, and we just rallied and we just kind of figured it out and did it. And there was no direction that I think that was the really biggest part. Like they gave us no direction on how to execute lessons or whatever. They just said like, you know, your students best. I'm like, well, Hmm. I know my students are going to struggle. So. Right? Yeah,
0: I, I think because I me mean, out. yeah, <laughs> I think at the end of the day, though, like you guys, I mean, as teachers, you guys are are used to teaching in front of your students, having that interact, that live interaction, and the students as well want to have, want to see yeah. um, someone in front of them that knows what they're doing, showing them, you know, and answering their yeah. questions live. Because I I've seen my nieces. Especially my older niece, she she's just entering seventh grade, um. So I I, I was mm-hmm. seeing her going through her online studies, and you know she turns off the camera. She's paying attention. I, I know she's paying attention, but at the same time she's like listening to cake pop, and she's like, and I'm telling her I walk by, I'm like. Alice, what are yeah. you doing? <laughs> you know, she's like, oh, no, I'm paying attention, but I can tell. You yeah. know, she's over here doing other things, clicking on other tabs. And um, so that, that's uh, probably oh, one sure. of the biggest struggles is when you're there as a teacher, you know, they're not going to be doing that in front of you or if they, or if they do, the students, um, you can catch them right away and be like, hey, Freddie, you shouldn't be, you know, on your phone or you shouldn't be doing this or, or yeah, that. Exactly. Or, um, so this th- that's a whole challenge in and it of itself. Um, now. As far as like curriculum that you were talking about, like the math and and all these other subjects mm-hmm. that you also have to, you know, uh, teach them. Um, do you only uh, teach teach math, seventh grade math, or are you also teaching other subjects?
1: No, 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 no. Um, so in usually in uh, we call it elementary school from so kindergarten to grade eight is elementary school. We don't okay. have middle school. Um, but, uh, and then, so we just have elementary school till grade eight and then it's high school and grade nine to 12. Um, anyway, so in elementary school, usually the teacher teaches all subjects except Mm. for French, um, and depending on the school and then, um, a couple extra subjects. So usually the arts like music or whatever gets taught by someone else. And then, um, those are sort of your prep periods. Um, so I... But then if you do Rotary, um, then you don't have to teach other, like, certain other subjects either. So I, for example, teach uh, geography and gym to all the grade sevens. And
0: mm-hmm. then I
1: teach my specific classroom, language, math, um, language, math, religion. Uh, and I think language, math, religion, I'm forgetting one, I'm sure. But, um, and then I have a teacher who teaches them French and another teacher who teaches them music. Mm-hmm. And then the other grade seven teacher, she handles science and art. And then the other teacher, she handles history and drama dance. But we have that set up just between the three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so, like, when what we did was we just created, uh, we worked together, um, and I would create geography for the week, and then I would take on, let's say, language. And then the other one, would she would create science, and then she would take on math. And then the other one did history, obviously. And then she would take on, like, we have certain students who uh, aren't working at a grade seven level. Um, so they are called, they are on a modified learning program. And so they're learning at about, you know, they would just learn at a lesser grade. So they made, let's say, grade four. And so she would have to create all the grade four lesson plans like for those students
0: are those students uh separate like do they have a completely separate like video chat or i'm not sure the terminology that you guys no. are using. so yeah, for the online classroom but. yeah
1: we yeah we didn't do like live teaching for us like our union advised against it hmm. um like live on zoom or whatever but um those students i would just send them their work separately so i would post And the platform that we had, all of my students work for the whole week. And I said, okay, I'm not going to post every day. I'm going to post everything on Monday. If you want to work through everything Monday, Tuesday, get it all done and have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to yourself, do it. If you want to split it out, spread it out through the rest of the week, you do that. Like whatever you need to do, but get it done by Friday. Um, But for those students, I would just send it to them separately because you don't want to single them out. You can't be like, this is for everyone. And then so and so, you do this. Like that's that's not good for them. Obviously that's not right. And so I would just send it in a separate message to those kids and then they would sort of slowly work through it and then ask me and any student just asked me questions along the way. Like it's a, the platform we use, you can message your teacher. And so they would like send me messages and I'd say, okay, this is how you do it. And da 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 da. Um, mm-hmm. but the, a lot of students struggled, like, especially those students who were working on modified learning plans. Mm-hmm. Um, they're called individual education plans. They're called IEPs, but, um, Yeah. A lot of kids, a lot of kids really struggled because without one-on-one help, like, you know, they're maybe not built to teach themselves work, right? Like their, their brain may not work that way, which is fine. That's why I have a job, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, and, and a lot of, yeah. So the curriculum was tough. Like it was, and then we sort of had to decide like what was most important because we were on such a short time crunch with just getting everything done through the rest of um, April, May, and June that we were like, okay, we kind of have to decide what's most important here for their grade eight. Um, And, and how are we going to explain, like, how do you explain fractions if you're not in front of a kid? Like that's so hard. So, um, but again, we were given absolutely no direction. So we sort of just said, okay, I know that they need this for grade eight. So, we're going for that. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because uh, so I noticed that I'm gonna refer a lot to my niece because that's my only first-hand experience that I yeah. have uh, with what's going on right now um, in the student mm-hmm. world and teaching world. But so my niece, I think she was also doing something similar to what you're talking about, where it wasn't a live interaction, like a Zoom live. The teacher was not mm-hmm. face like face on is not Facetiming but Zooming with them. Um, yeah. However, it was. Uh, where she would send them assignments and then she would be doing them on the computer and then submitting the the assignments. I'm like, I don't. They're not really learning as as well as they should be. So then I'm thinking like, are no. they not supposed to take like actual tests? um and are they gonna count or some students like you're saying some students just have a harder time with that they need someone there in front of them if not they struggle more yeah. so are like is everyone just gonna be given the same grade and just say all right that's it you just you're gonna move on to the next grade regardless of their test scores or regardless of the work that they actually yeah. submit does it even matter now um so all those questions were arising in my mind and and now that she moved on to the next grade seventh grade well over here um in the states there's a middle school. They they break off from six to seven. Mm-hmm. Um they go on yeah. seven and eight is middle school, well at least in California. So yeah. she now now she's having Zoom or you know the the live video um, sessions with their teachers. And you know again like I said that, that's that's very interesting because I'm noticing again I'm walking by and I'm I'm seeing what the teacher's saying and the teacher is spending like ten minutes showing just one student all the attention saying Billy you know you still I don't see you clicking on this link Billy I see you haven't started this and I'm like Mm. that that must be really hard on both ends on the teacher and the student because the student is like he's trying to figure out the technology or he's trying to figure out and follow along with what's going on and and now he's like slowing down also the progress of the other students and my niece is like yeah I already know all this you know I'm I'm already like I I read everything that Billy's trying to read um so i i just think it's a lot more challenging and are, are you guys there um at, have you guys now shifted to doing live video or is it still just you submit their work um or are you planning on when the school year starts again to just submit work and and do it that way
1: yeah well we like how it would work before when we were in like when we were in school until june they would just submit their work onto that platform and then I would just give them feedback. So we were actually instructed mm-hmm. to not give marks at all. Um, and I don't know, can mm. you guys get held back a grade in elementary school and middle school or whatever it's called?
0: Yeah, they can.
1: Okay, so they don't do that in Canada. Oh. Um, so that's why I have students in grade seven working at a grade four level, um, for example. Right. So. Um, so what, what happens anyway in our schools in Canada is they get pushed through anyways until you hit grade nine and then in high school you can fail and then you get held back and then you have to take lesser, like lower courses and things like that. That happens in high school. Um, but here you get pushed through anyway. But for us, um, how the kind of rule went was if a kid did absolutely nothing, Um, their grade couldn't go down on the report card. Only the work that they did when they were on, when we were, when the school was closed, like when we were doing online learning, the grade could only go up based on the work that they did. Um, So unfortunately, there was not a lot of accountability and not a lot of drive for the kids who don't care to do the work. And I did, I did have maybe three or four students who just disappeared, like who did Mm. absolutely not one (laughs) shred of work, like nothing. Um, And unfortunately, I mean, fortunately for them, unfortunately for me, there was no accountability. And so their grade just stayed the same. Mm. Um, Now, how that affects like their high school students is if you were sitting at a third, like our pass is a 50, like 50% is a pass. Um, If you were sitting at like a 35 or a 40 before we like pandemic hit and you did absolutely nothing because you thought you couldn't fail, you're still sitting at a forty. Because your grade can't go down, but it also can't go up. And so some kids literally just did the bare minimum to get a flat fifty and then stopped.
0: Hey, this, like, this, they they're pretty it smart. Out. They sort of figured I, I out the the, the, the
1: system. They are so smart. They're they're a lot smarter than people give them credit for. They really <laughs> are. Um And there was no accountability for that. Like, you just pass. You know, obviously, like, uh, some kids realized, okay, I need this information for my life and to be successful in grade eight or be successful for the next grade. So those kids, like, I had about 80% of my class try really, really hard. I mean, I must say, like, my students were all stars throughout this whole thing. Um, I don't have the same experience as maybe other teachers whose students, you know, really struggled. I had a few really struggle, obviously, but, um, but there was no, like just you're saying for your knees, like there is no accountability. There was none like, and even on the report card, we didn't even have to do, we, we didn't report on any of the arts. Um, like Jim was also obviously done. Um, and then we could only create a grade based off of evidence from the start of term two for us, which was February 1st until March 16th. Well, from February 1st to March 16th, you're only just inter- introducing, like, I only had one test for mm. geography um, in that time because you have to teach the stuff that you have to test on. And I was like, I can't make a grade off one test. Like, that's right. not fair to that kid. And so half of my, my students, like, half their report card wasn't, was I's in where mm. their grade was supposed to go because it I is, like, insufficient information to create a grade. Mm -hmm. And so they only got a number grade for like four subjects out of like a 10 subject report card. Mm -hmm. And so the kids were like, well, why does this matter? And truly and honestly, it doesn't, (laughs) it didn't. Um, In high school, it would be different because you're trying to get into university and you're applying for colleges and you know, da, 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 da. And those kids were, you know, really losing it. But um, it was really interesting how, and it was tough. I'm, you know, for and for your niece to sit there and be like, okay, yeah, 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 I know, I know, and and it was hard for the teacher too to have one because it's you feel bad and it's not equitable for one kid to lose all the information just because they they can't click the proper thing, right? So yeah. it's such a simple solution to a problem, but like, and then it's so easy in class to be like, okay, I'll be with you in just five minutes. Just let me get these guys started, and then I will come and I will explain it to you, like that it's so easy to do that in your classroom. Um, or you can be like, Oh, come see me at recess and I'll give you, we'll do some one-on-one and I'll explain this to you in, like, you know, con calma, like, you know, very calm, <laughs> um, <laughs> con calma. you know, a calm, quiet setting. Yeah. Con calma is like my favorite. <laughs> that is my favorite term. I'm like, okay, we're going to do this con calma. Yeah, um, anyways, but, uh, It was hard, and and for the kids who don't learn, quit. Like, there are kids who who can learn like that. They're like, yeah, I can read a thing and learn it. I'm good at that. That's fine. Like, whatever. Like, some kids really thrived on online learning. Some kids who have, let's say, like, a kid who has ADHD, who can't even pay attention for more than three minutes without their brain taking them off to la-la land, not their fault, Mm -hmm. right? Those kids really struggled because they were like, how am I supposed to teach this to myself? I can't even get through a movie without my right. brain going elsewhere, right? So we felt so bad, and then um, it was so hard to to get the information to those kids and and support them. And it's hard too because a lot because of just where our school is. Not that it, you know every school has this problem, but a lot of our kids come from toxic households, mm-hmm. and school is their safe place a lot. Um, And those kids were really struggling to do work because they were, one, they were either, you know, dealing with their toxic environment, which is hard enough when you have to deal with it every single night when you go home. At least when you come to school, you get a break and you get an adult who cares about you and, you know, like as their teacher, you kind of become their safe person, Um, whereas now you're stuck in this environment every day, all day, and, and how are you going to concentrate on your work when you're, when you're stuck there? Like, that's not fair. Like, nobody would be able to do that. Um, or, you know, your parents are working all day, and you are now the parent for all your younger siblings.
0: Right. Because
1: my students are older, right? And so my students often will be, and this is like in their normal life, my students often become the babysitter, for the bait for the, the baby sister or the baby brother or whatever. And they're like, well, I can't do my work. I'm making lunch for my little younger siblings like, or I'm taking care of them or whatever. And, and it became very hard for them. And so that was something I think like the, I mean, nobody can prepare for that, but that was very hard on a lot of them too.
0: Yeah, you bring up some great points there with, uh, it's not just on the education side, it's the environment now that you have to take into consideration as a teacher um because you're giving them this this work and then you're expecting for them to return it in a timely matter but then you mm-hmm. also have to consider like why is she used to be a really good student she used to be you know melissa was a straight-a student would always turn in her work on time and now she's mm-hmm. not possibly um so now you also have to consider what you're saying you know, it could be her environment maybe she is trying to when she's at school that's her safe place yeah. that's her place to come and pay attention and just forget about everything else, but now she's not able to do that, you know, and, and also her yeah. parents are probably not working, um. so they're in there, and if maybe the parents were the cause of some of those issues, um, whether it's abusive household yeah. or, you know, you name it, all, all the problems that um, kids mm-hmm. can have at home, Um, and now they're in there 24-7, and they're trying to focus, but they can't because they have somebody yelling in the background or, um, you know, whatever's going on. Yeah, so, or yelling I, at I them they, or... Yeah, I, as a teacher, that must be one of the most challenging parts about this whole thing. It's it's not even just setting up the curriculum. It's it's also trying to be there and still be that that mentor to your to your students in a way that um, can can be beneficial for them in any time of their life, especially right now during during these pandemic times. Um, so. I know that you've gone to personal development based events from Tony Robbins, UPW, GYLs Global Youth mm-hmm. Leadership Summit. So you have all this yep. vast knowledge and information um, outside of the schooling system where and I know that you do this. You you use a lot of that to help them a- in live settings when you're <laughs> in the classroom with I them, do. you know. Um, but so do you notice mm-hmm. yourself? Or is, is it even possible to use some of that information right now to help your students that are struggling, that you notice that are struggling, or even um, in any capacity, really, to, to take some of that Tony Robbins-ish knowledge um, and, and share it with your students in, in this time? Mm-hmm. Because I think they need it right now more than ever.
1: If I hadn't uh, introduced it beforehand, it would have been really hard to introduce it now, like we weren't face-to-face. Um, but because I had already introduced them to the concept of the triad, um, and I had already introduced them to, uh, incantations, like I've been doing that with every class I've ever had, we've been doing incantations. I use, um, like I am the voice. I use that one, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I love. Awesome. Um, or sometimes I show them like an Eric Thomas one and they kind of like that better sometimes. So, I mean, whatever, every class is different, but, um, you know, so, and we've been doing, um, Like we did like some NLP stuff, like we did guided meditations and like I would run them through like a closed eye process sometimes and to calm everybody down and they loved it. And so I could tell. And so when we were away in distance learning um, and they were saying, oh my gosh, you know, I'm so stressed. I'm so anxious, you know, because it was very abrupt, right? Like a lot of people were suffering just off of like the abruptness of your whole life is now different you know it was very challenging for people with that uncertainty and so a lot of students felt a lot of anxiety over it Um, and so i i was able to say okay like remember your safe place like remember the place that you went to when we did you know um our closed eye process like remember that place like you can go there again and and just go to a quiet place in your home and try or go for a walk and try and do that, um, or I can say, "All right, well, how are you sitting? All right, well, first up of the triad is what physiology. Get up, get a drink of water, like change your change your body. Okay, what's next?" And I could sort of help them out through that. Um, but if I hadn't introduced that beforehand, it would have been really hard to do that <laughs> hmm. um, with them. But I eventually, like, I I did have a lot of students struggle with their struggle, um, like with their emotions and just their general well being while away. Um, and so what I started doing was making just like phone calls home. Um, like I would just block my number on my cell phone. Um, and I just said like, if anybody wants to have a call with me just to talk, like not to talk about school, don't ask me a question about the homework just to talk, um, you know, sign up here on this Google sheet or whatever. Um, and I had almost. I think I had like 80% of my class, like I had almost 20 kids or whatever, um, sign up for that. And they were just like, Oh my gosh, Miss Morgan, I miss your voice. Like, Oh, this, you know, this sucks and I miss my friends and my hair looks weird. And I was like, Oh man, my hair is like wild. But, um, but yeah. And and so it gave them that sort of like the connection again to, and like, it's not about me. It's just about like, it's a connection to their safe place. And so I am represented by their, you know, their joy and their happiness. And, and whatever. And, and it's not about me. It's just about feed that emotion, but at least I was able to help them and talk to them, um, through that. And, you know, I, I had about like a half an hour, 45 minute conversation with every kid and we just like talked and I was like, well, how are you, you know, what are you, what are you doing, you know, for your mental health? Like, are you exercising? Are you going on walks? Are you, you know, whatever, playing with your dog, like tell me what you're doing to give yourself joy. And, and they were like well nothing i'm like well let's mm-hmm. let's find some things <laughs> um and so i think that really helped them and like the curriculum is always important but if a kid or anyone if I, if anyone is suffering their well-being has to come first because you can't focus if you're not okay um and that's always been my focus like even distance learning or not like their well-being is number 1 um and so like, this was really, and it was very hard for me to not be able to be there for them. And especially then when um, the, I mean, the black lives matter movement has been obviously a thing for a very long time, but when it was now sort of way more on the um, uh, way more like prominently in, in social media and things um, they were, it was really hard because I was like, Oh my gosh, like we have to have a conversation about this. You know, I, I have to be able to guide them and, or I really want to be able to help them work through these emotions. And, mm-hmm. and that was really hard because I knew some of them were just sitting there at home. Like, I don't know what to feel like. I have no idea how to feel right now. Um, and that was really tough. So I did more phone calls home, um, to check in with them. And not all teachers did that. Like that, that's just like a, that's a teacher specific thing. Like that we weren't mandated to do that. Nobody told us to do that. Like that's just cause I love my class and whatever. And, um, but yeah, it was it was very hard. There there a lot of them struggled, but a lot of them rose to the occasion. Like they really handled it very well. Um when they when they could. Like there were obviously days that they were like I just can't do this today and I'm like, "Yep, yeah, that's that's okay. Tomorrow's yeah. a new one. So maybe today just watch a movie. <laughs> Chill out." <laughs>
0: That's good. I, I really like that. I like that you're focusing a lot on their mental health, and you're doing the best that you can to to help guide them through these tough times. Uh, and and that's I think every single teacher should do what you're doing and take some some advice, um, yeah. and, and you know, and take some action uh, similarly to what you did. Um, so, moving forward, mm-hmm. do you? I, I don't think that we're going to be having in at least here in the states um it honestly it depends it varies from state to state. we have uh, a lot of school systems all over the country that do honestly different things yes every state has their own structure mm-hmm. but then if you go from california to texas they have a different structure from texas to new york it's right. a different you know structure it's the um, same here in their school system yeah okay so every, every, like, region has their way of doing it. Like, there is a national mandate on how certain things have to be done. But at the end of the day, it's up to the states to decide on that. Um, yeah. So uh, some states want to just send all their students back to school. They don't want them to be doing online mm-hmm. learning anymore. Um, a lot of other states, such as California, one of them, um, they want they want it to be mainly mm-hmm. online if not 100% well let's do 50-50 um or maybe just two two to three days out of the week you come in, you come to school um and then the mm-hmm. other two to three days it's all going to be online um how do you see if you if you had the the authority and the power to to mandate a certain <laughs> um you know curriculum or certain ways of doing uh, schooling moving forward mm-hmm. what what do you think would be The most ideal and beneficial way of teaching um uh, for you and also your students is it all online is it uh you know a blend a a blend of in person and then some online is it all in person what do you think would be the best um and i and also the safest way to to teach your students
1: yeah i think so i i mean and what's so hard is that no no like two provinces here, like, agree, which is, it's so funny, like, how many different opinions fly around on this, but this is just my own, like, from my own personal experience, but I think that, like, maybe a blended version um, would be the best thing, so that that gives the students who really thrive doing online work and working at their own pace and working through their own work and stuff like that, like, it, it gives them the opportunity to continue to thrive that way, Um, And it gives the students who need one-on-one in-class support the opportunity for that. And what I actually like, so in for our, I think they're making an announcement today, actually, like our Ontario government is telling, I hope, their deadline is the 4th to tell us how they're reopening schools in September. But um, I think for the students' um, well-being and mental health, they need to come back to school. They need to have, and I worry actually for their social development Um, because now is, and especially with the younger kids, like the primary kids, this is when you learn social skills, like you learn to share and you learn to, you know, how to react from being unsuccessful, right? Like you, you, this is where you learn those social and developmental, um, like progressions in your life. And so to just be isolated at home, I really worry for a lot of their social development. Um, and so I think coming back to school is the best option, not full force. Um, like, I don't think it can be busy. We have 600 people in our, in our building every single day, right? Like, we are a huge school. And, um, and also, like, I mean, our class sizes are big enough anyways. It's really hard for me to get to every kid every day. I really yeah. struggle with it. I never sit down at my desk while my students are working. I am always um, rotating around my room. Um, sitting with certain ones who need who need help, right? And so, like, even, th- even doing that, I find it hard to get to every kid every day who needs help um, and with staying in for recess to give them extra help or whatever they want. But so I think if it's, like, you get half your, like, 15 kids, let's say, Monday, the other 15 on Tuesday, you know, then that 15 comes back Wednesday, the other one comes back Thursday, And then Friday maybe, let's say, is, like, an online day or something. Um, I think that might be the best option. Like, keeping in mind that the school actually provides us with proper sanitation measures, like, Mm -hmm. actually wiping down. Like, I don't have to go buy my own Clorox wipes and wipe my classroom down. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, like, giving us proper, you know, putting more hand washing stations or putting hand sanitizer stations around, like, as long as you can keep everybody safe, I think that that's the best option because, one, having a, having a smaller class is like a dream. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. it would be quieter. Classroom management would be easier. Like, drama would go down. Fights would probably go down. <laughs> like, our, oh, my gosh, our kids fight all the time. <laughs> um you know, and and so having less people in the building, I think, would be easier for everybody if we did, like, sort of half and half, and so if the kids were not, the kids who aren't coming to school, like, let's say half the class comes on Monday, on Tuesday, when they're not in class, they're doing online work, or they're finishing their work from the day before, or whatever, Um, and so I think that that's probably the best, and then that at least, like, is the best of both worlds. And it's an option that our Ontario government's looking at. So they looked at three different options. So one fully online, two fully back at school, and the third is blended. Um, I think blended is the best. So, Um, but I I mean, even for me is like, oh my gosh, even like, I did not sign up for a desk job. I do not do that. I, (laughs) I, I have to move around. And I like my, oh my gosh, my students are so funny and they are like the, they're just the best. They're so fun to be around all day. And like, even on Christmas, like Christmas break, I'm away from them for two weeks. I'm like, man, I miss them. Like, you know, (laughs) I miss like that interaction every day. It's so funny. And it's so like, you have such wonderful conversations because kids look at the world, like, so new like they don't have these preconceived notions of things like they're just they just ask questions and they say anything and you have these amazing deep conversations about really important issues and like that helps their development too like it helps them become more well-rounded people and for me as their teacher it's it makes me a better person too to be able to to interact with them. And oh my, oh my goodness, like sitting there in front of that computer every day, I was just about ready to lose it. I was you know you We talked about. a lot so, about the like, students' I, mental
0: health and how they're doing, but I, I know that this is taking a toll on the teachers mm-hmm. as well, on the teachers' mental health. Um, because like what you're saying, I mean, you guys are used oh, to yeah. being there and, and now not doing that and not seeing them face-to-face. That must take a real, real yeah. hard toll on your guys' mental health as well. Um, so... Like What What are you doing um, to help you out w- with that so that you're not losing your mind um, over just staring at the computer? Screen? Um,
1: yeah. So just different ways that I made sure that I was doing proper self-care was just going on walks every day, like making sure I get fresh air, vitamin D. Like I went, you know, I would take the dogs into the woods for a couple hours, um, a couple hours at a time. And it, like I wouldn't go in near anybody. I didn't see anybody or whatever just me um but yeah so that was really good and like that gives me peace anyways so um so I would just kind of go by a river set up a hammock and kind of hang out for a bit and just collect my thoughts the and life meditation yeah meditation is really important I do a lot of prayer mm-hmm. um and like not being able to go to mass was kind of difficult um I started feeling a little bit lost but um so I definitely like was praying a lot. And then I would kind of connect with other people that I knew sort of from, from those circles of people who also kind of more actively practice their faith. And I would just sort of connect with them and talk with them about it. And, um, so that really helped and just, you know, interacting with friends, making sure that I still had zoom calls with all my friends or FaceTime and just to see their face and hear their voice was really important. Um, I, cause I just need connections so bad. I, I am, I don't do well by myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's such a weird thing for me because I'm an only child. Like I've literally been by myself like my whole life, <laughs> but
0: maybe that's why um, now you, you're craving that.
1: Yeah. Which is why probably. Connection. So, um, but yeah, so that was a big thing for me, like just having connections with people, mm-hmm. um, prayer, making sure I, I, I um, kept up my training sessions like with my trainer. We just did FaceTime sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, so keeping up exercise was huge. Um, that's a big stress reliever for me to be able to exercise. Um, and so I kept that up. That was really good. And then just if I needed to just self-care and take a bath or watch a movie, then I did that too.
0: That's awesome.
1: Um, and then for me too, like talking, like when I did calls home for my students and talked to them on the phone, that was for them. But that was just as much for me, because I miss them so much. And I miss that interaction that we got to have and talk about their life. So that was really uplifting that like made my week when I I was able to do that. Yeah, I wonder
0: if uh, that can be because I know you were saying uh, certain issues like privacy issues. And also just, um, you know, you really do you don't want to give your students your phone number? Um, You don't want them to have and also you shouldn't you know, as a teacher, you probably shouldn't have their direct contact either um, information. So I, I wonder if they can implement something like that uh, all over You know, North America where teachers mm-hmm. are able to contact their students one on one. Um, I'm not sure if they're doing that uh, in other places or if well, it's allowed. Well, the,
1: through, the, through the platform that we had, like the website that we use, like it's our board approved like website that I would like post all the work on. Mm-hmm. They could send me messages through that platform so okay. they could directly message me and ask me questions or whatever. Um, and it was safe because… Um anybody from, I like, anyone who was in charge of that website from IT or any, like, superintendent in the board could go in and see everything. Mm. Um, it wasn't, like, a private thing. Like, they could go in and see the conversation I was having with that student. Um, and they could see everything I was posting and everything I was doing. And so that kept us very safe um, and accountable. Mm-hmm. But you just make sure, you know, you don't, like, kids would, you know, kids would message me at like one in the morning or obviously I was asleep so I'm not (laughs) replying or they would message me at like nine at night and I would just set the precedent like you can send me the message like I can't stop you from doing that but I'm not going to reply yeah like I will reply at 9 a.m. during school hours you know and so you just sort of keep that precedent um and then when I was calling home I would just block my number Mm -hmm. um and so they w- and and I would just make sure that the phone that I was calling was the parent's cell phone mm-hmm. that we had on file. So we have, like, every kid has a profile, obviously, and so we can go in and we get their address, phone number, email. Like, we have all their information. Um, but I would just make sure that I called the parent's phone, right. like, not the kid's personal cell phone okay. um, to do that. So that yeah. was easier. And, and then they implemented this, like, I don't even know what it was. It was like a phone that like I would dial a number and then that like took me to this like central call-out hmm. thing and then I could then call home through that number and then what the number that showed up on the parent's phone was our DCDSB number, like our board's number. Hmm. Um, like the caller ID would be the board. So that, yeah. But I was like, that's a lot of hoops. I'm just going to block <laughs> my number. Like that, it's yeah. fine.
0: <laughs> they wouldn't be so they to, sort
1: of, like, yeah. So they sort of implemented that to keep us safe. But I was like, this is a very, like, not user friendly <laughs> way of doing this. And blocking my number is significantly so easier.
0: easier. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I just did that. Yeah. I think that, that would be a great approach for a lot of uh, teachers. Well, at least in the elementary school age, where you have just that one teacher, maybe two, if you're switching off for one or two subjects. Um, I think it might be more yeah. challenging in the high school age group because you have six, oh, seven sure. teachers and for yeah. for you to have, you know, 30 minute sessions with every teacher every day or once a week that I think students would be like, no, nah, I'm, I'm done. I already told, no, my, they'd be over. I, I told Mrs. Wilson my whole life story already. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Yeah,
1: no. And not every teacher would do that, right? Like not yeah. every teacher does that. And in high school, it's a little different. Like you only get your one teacher for one period a day. Yeah. Whereas for us with our students, we literally spend like nine A.M. to three thirty PM. Like yeah. we are their person and until like unless we swap out for a period or whatever. But it the connection that you make with your kids in the lower grades is different than high school. Mm. Um I mean not to say that high school students high school teachers don't make connections. Obviously they do everybody can think back to their favorite high school teacher who impacted them the most from high school. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just a little bit different for us because we just spend so much time with them. And so you kind of tend to go that little bit extra bit. Um, Mm -hmm. you just kind of do it anyway.
0: Yeah. So now I want to close here, here shortly. I know that we can keep talking and we can You have a lot of insight um, and a lot of parents (laughs) and also students want to hear from you. But um, I also want to appreciate you for for coming on uh, on the Smarter Brain show with us and sharing your insights. But, you know, just to wrap up, what are some uh, suggestions or tips that you would give to to Mm -hmm. students? One, to students during this time? Like, what would you... uh, suggest that they do as far as uh, to give them the best opportunity to learn as much as possible during these tough times yeah. and also maybe even for the for the parents what what advice or yeah. suggestions you would give to the parents should they be more hands-on should be they be trying to help out their um you know their kids more or should be they back off more and, and allow the teachers to to uh, yeah. take you know take the reins when it comes to the education side of things what, what would you suggest for the students and also the parents during this time
1: yeah Um, for students, I would just say, take it, you know, take it slow. Don't think that you, don't think you have to learn everything right away. You know, learning is a journey. And I think some students think that failure means you are a failure and it doesn't. You know, like falling down is part of learning and and not getting a concept doesn't mean that you're stupid and it doesn't mean that you won't get it. In a couple more days, if you keep trying. So, I guess just like understand that it's a process and it's okay to just to, to stumble a little bit at first and and just trust yourself and and take it nice and slow, take it con calma. <laughs> yeah, <I love> that. <laughs> um, right? And and just have faith in yourself that and have faith in your teacher that they're not going to make you do something that they know that you're going to fail at. It's okay to to have some questions and definitely ask questions. One of the biggest things that students don't do is they just sort of, they get nervous about asking questions and and it's silly because if you don't ask the question then you're not going to know and if you don't tell me you don't know then I don't know that you don't know and I can't help you. If you just sit there and suffer in silence and I think that you're getting it and you're not getting it then we're both not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely, like, ask questions. Ask good questions. Don't just be like, I don't get it. Hmm. That's not a specific question. Yeah. Like, what don't you get? I don't understand how to get from A to B. I don't understand the step from this to this um, or whatever. And, and that will really help your teacher focus more on their answer for you um and just you know self-care like definitely a lot of self-care make sure that you do things that make you happy um and do them on a daily basis practice your like practice gratitude every day um and you know as as i mean you know louise better than anybody like change change your expectation for appreciation my students would email me at like one in the morning and they're like oh my gosh i i i just don't know and i can't get it done and I know what to do tomorrow and I'm like, okay, you know, it's okay. Calm down. You know, we, I'll give you an extra day. That's how easy this is. Like just ask for it. Mm-hmm. Um, just ask for help and and make sure that you're not putting too much pressure on yourself um, and make sure that you definitely uh, appreciate the things that you can do and and work towards the things that you, that you're struggling on. Mm-hmm. Um so that's a big thing. I think through this, too, I think building resiliency is a really big part of having to go through this pandemic with them um and sort of them kind of rising to the occasion and being able to sort of um, you know get you know toughen up and and try to do it, but you know do it in a way that that you can and and not to put too much pressure on yourself but um but for the parents, I think too oh my gosh, and just ask questions. Like, please just ask your teacher (laughs) (laughs) questions if you're struggling. It's so hard to find out like that they've been struggling for four days and you're like, why didn't you tell me? I I can help you.
0: I didn't find Um, that that was one of the number one ways to... Well, as a student, to learn more is to ask the right questions, and just to ask any question, really. Until I got to college, yeah. Uh, when I got to college, uh, I began to ask more questions. Um, I began to ask you know, any question, really, because I wasn't asking any beforehand. Um, but two, it also I feel helped me to boost my grades because now I'm more connected with that teacher because she spends more time with me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, no, hey, it st- does help st- though. Students, listen. <laughs>
1: Yeah, if your teacher sees that you're trying and like if you are like asking questions and participating in class or you are you are, it it looks as though you are actively taking your learning into your own hands and mm-hmm. you really want to at least try whatever you if you try your hardest and you're getting a flat 50, that's better than the person who's doing absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? That's that's more fulfilling for yourself. But if you are trying really hard and let's say you want an 80% in a in a of course and you're sitting at a 79 that teacher is going to bump you oh yeah you're going to get bumped. you're they're like okay you know what they tried so hard they deserve this 80. Mm-hmm. if you are sitting at a 79 and you have not been nice <laughs> <laughs> to your teacher and you haven't tried at all and you've done no work and you have you know you don't care and school sucks and it you're sitting at that 79.
0: And that's how they get you sure. back that's how teachers will get you. they will remember all the times oh. you were not the best But they student. do, right?
1: Yeah. And you are rewarded for hard work. It's mm-hmm. not just about test scores. Like yeah. if I could eliminate tests, I would. I hate them. <laughs> um, but uh, it's not just about test scores. It's about who you show up as every day. Mm-hmm. Like what kind of student do you want to be? What kind of person do you want to be to your classmates and to the people around you? <laughs> um, what kind of work ethic do you want to create for yourself? Yeah. And teachers note that. Right. And they'll mm-hmm. reward you for that. I like um, that, so for
0: students listening right now, make sure to take the time to ask your teachers the questions, especially yeah. if I mean you're struggling, this is all new to a lot of uh people out there, a lot of students, so make sure to ask the questions and um when you need that time to yourself, do your best to do that, like what was yeah. saying, you know, make sure to uh take care of your mental health as best as you possibly can, and if you need to for ask sure. for help on how to do that, um your teachers are there. To, to guide yeah. you through that as well. So awesome. or,
1: who, or whoever the caring adult is in your life, right. right? Like, whoever the caring person is that you look towards, like, go for that person. And if that's nobody, there's lots of, like, like, I also volunteer on a crisis line. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, we get lots of people who say, I have nobody, and so here I am. I'm like, well, I'm somebody, and I yep. care about you, so let's go. <laughs> that's amazing. Right? Like, there's always... There's always somebody who cares about you, whether it's a per- a stranger or not. Like, there's always somebody somewhere to reach out. You just got to – you got to reach out. Right. Nobody's going to do that for you, right? Take the step.
0: Um, and for parents, what would you suggest for parents during this time?
1: Mm-hmm. So, oh, my gosh. These poor parents, like, they were thrown into this so fast. Yeah. And they were trying to figure out – they were trying to figure out working from home for themselves, Um, and figuring out their own jobs. And meanwhile, their kid is now home all day and asking for help with their homework, and they're like, well, i got to work all day. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so for parents, like, number one, definitely, like, if you you are trying and if you care, you're enough. Like, just do what you can. Like, we are, you know, I went to school to become a teacher because it's my job to teach your kid. Um, And so, but having accountability for for kids is really important. Um, I know it's hard to work all day and then help your kid with their homework. Um, and it's hard for me to talk because I don't have kids of my own. So I don't know the experience of some people, um, obviously. But I know that when you have a child, your child is your responsibility. And so um, it is hard to do it, but you must be on top of them and you have to keep them accountable. You can't just send them up to their room and say, and call up to them and say, did you do your homework? And they call down and say, yeah. And then you believe them Hmm. because, you know, maybe like a a small amount of kids that works with, but just in my experiences over the last four or five years, um, if you sort of let go of the reins too early and let your kids sort of be the captain of their (laughs) ship, um, they, they tend to trail off and, and I've got amazing students. I've got a class of all stars this year and even like my best students would sometimes kind of trail off a little bit because there wasn't the accountability and, um, and kids need structure so bad and they thrive on structure. And um, so I think just really helping them or even just saying like, okay, if you're done your homework, tell me about it, like, tell me about your, even at the dinner table, like, it doesn't have to be an hour of your day when you're exhausted, just try and talk with them about what they learned, That and I know that teenagers are hard, man, don't, don't get me wrong, I know that some teenagers want nothing to do with their parents, I get it, but um, at least try and show your kid that you know that you that you care and that you know you're a part of this too and if they have questions they can ask you mm-hmm. and i'm not expecting you to know grade 7 math but or or whatever but if they can at least just say like i'm struggling with this you can say like oh yeah well you know what that is really hard and it's okay to struggle and we'll ask your teacher tomorrow mm-hmm. right like i had lots of parents send me notes being like i tried to help them i couldn't lol you know whatever like and I'm like okay that's cool like I appreciate that but I think for parents like be easy on yourself it's not easy having your kid home all day now and and especially too for parents who work shift work even or parents who work you know 12 13 hour days and the older kid is now babysitting all the younger kids like that's really hard you come home at 10 o'clock at night all your kids are asleep like who is helping them but that's not your fault right so try, just do your best, and, and, but I think the biggest thing is be, be accountable. No teacher is judging you, like, (laughs) it, we don't judge parents, like, I am not a parent, I am in no position to judge you on your parenting, like, it's fine, like, you want to have your kid eat cereal all day, like, do it, whatever, (laughs) but, like, just keep them accountable for their actions, and don't, don't let them slip, um, and, and lead by example, I think, too, like, if you're sitting on your phone all night at dinner, they're gonna do that too, mm. and they're like and they're not gonna care about whatever. If you like constantly complain about work, they're gonna constantly complain about work. Mm. Um, so I think like leading by example is really important, but um yeah, and like as teachers, like we just we just need your help I don't need you to teach them grade seven math. I don't need you to teach them grade seven geography. that's my job, but just just help me out when I can't be there. Um, to to help them to, you know, actually do it because, Mm. you know, we got a lot of people or a lot of kids who just, they go home and and that's it. Like, they do nothing and they kind of got used to doing whatever they want when they go home and and then they come to school and they hear the word no and they're like, I don't know that word. That word doesn't exist in my house. Like, you know, so um structure and just accountability for the kids is is really important. No one is expecting you to teach the curriculum. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So essentially be um, a be a guide for them is what you're trying to say as as far as like yeah. um not necessarily help them like if you're at the gym, you're you're working with a personal trainer, they're not gonna be there to lift the weights for you, but they're there to just kind of yeah. move you along the process and, and show you how it's done. But I, I think that that also um is it kind of parallels to what you were saying as far as like the, the blended schooling uh, moving forward, mm-hmm. where it's going to be, you know, it is, a, I think what you're saying, it's a much better idea to have it both online and in person. Um, mm-hmm. And doing that split would be very beneficial to the students because if they do have, say, a household where possibly the parents are working all day and all night, um, uh, and even if it's working at home, they still got to be there to, to, you know, to do whatever they have to do um, for their jobs. But the parents, as much as we want them to be the accountability coach uh, for the students to do their homework, sometimes, hey, listen, we were talking about this earlier. Kids are smart. They'll do and say whatever they they can to to not do the work or to not do uh, what they're supposed to. So um, as much as we want the parents to help them to be there, to be that accountability coach, sometimes they do need that external Force to push them more, so I think that's where that blended school can come oh, into for play. Sure. Where they know now, like, hey, listen, every Tuesday and Thursday, I'm gonna be in front of Miss Morgan, future Mrs. Bendagna, <laughs> and she's gonna be grilling me on why I did not do what I'm supposed to do. So I have oh, to do sure. it when I'm at home. Um, so I think that's where, yes, we want the parents to do as much as they possibly can, and there's gonna be those situations where they've done all they can, and the students still they're going to be kids, you know, kids are kids. Yeah. You know, they're going to do what they, what they're told to do. They do what they want to do sometimes. So I think yeah, exactly. having that blended structure would be, uh, oh for sure. Key moving forward.
1: And working as a team, like, you know, I, I spend all day with your kid, like let's work as a team to get mm-hmm. them to be successful. Right. Like I'm here just as much for them, you know, as you are for sure. Yeah. Right. But it is unfortunate that sometimes we do a lot of the time, parents who, um, are a little less willing to work as a team. (laughs) I'll say that. Um, So it's not easy. So it's just we really appreciate when the parent sort of supports us as well. And if your teacher is doing something that you don't like, like if they're doing something you don't agree with, don't go over their head. Talk to them about it and Mm -hmm. say like, hey, you know, you said this to my kid. I didn't really appreciate it. Or don't you, you know, we feel as a household that you know, this certain work might be a little too hard for them or, or whatever, like, it's okay to say that. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Like, you know, um, cause I know there's a lot of, you know, not every teacher is, not every teacher is a great teacher. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be the first to say it.
0: But Miss Morgan is the
1: best. And so sometimes, <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it, it's okay to tell them that, like, mm-hmm. it's okay to voice your concern, but it is once you start going over their head, it it's to get, like, people get really upset about that, and um, then it's, like, sort of this feeling that you have, like, you sort of have this, like, negativity towards that person now. It's like, okay, well, you know, so, it, like, just work together. Mm-hmm. Like, work together as much as you can. Um, I know it's hard, like, especially for our kids, like, our kids' parents, a lot of them work shift work. You know, a lot of them work until 10 o'clock at night. So, it is really hard and, and we try to support you the best we can at school. So, um, but yeah, so, we're all in this together, guys. Everyone,
0: one (laughs) one team, one dream. That's what they told us when we were hiking Kilimanjaro. One team, one dream. We're getting to the top together. So Yeah, exactly. I like this. I like uh, all the great information that you're giving to uh, our listeners here. Um, And I'm (laughs) sure that in the future, once things get back to normal, we'll be able to do something like this in person. <laughs> uh, yeah. To, and, and well We'll see you at our wedding. Yes, of on course. On July 11th. I'll be there. <laughs> July 11th um Everybody, listen! Listening is invited as well. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 Becca would hate me. <laughs> she would hate me. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. are they bringing
1: their own hundred and forty dollars a plate? Because <laughs> uh, <it's, it's> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. I'm kidding. They can watch the the virtual uh, wedding. <laughs> yeah, it will um, be live streamed. Yep, yep. um Awesome! <laughs> Thank you so much once again, uh Becca Miss mm-hmm. Morgan, for for jumping on this uh the session. I got to get. Also, back to uh, hunkering down a little bit because there's like a hurricane coming. I'm in Puerto Rico right now. so mm, my goodness. It doesn't batter, batter us too much. Um, but thank you Please so much. Please send me
1: a message and let me know you lived. <laughs> uh, I will.
0: I'll, make, I'll go right after I ride the waves. I'll make sure to tell you. <laughs> oh, <okay>. uh, <laughs> you. Give me a heart attack. All right. Is there anything you want to plug? Any social media profiles, websites, anything you want to share? Last Ooh. final words with the, with the peeps?
1: Um, no, no plugs for me. I'm pretty low key. But yeah. um yeah, just definitely just practice gratitude every day. I like that. And uh be kind to one another. I everybody's everybody's fighting a battle that you don't know about. Mm. So look at it through that lens.
0: La- last last little thing. Becca, what are three things you're grateful for?
1: <gasps> oh, three things I'm grateful for right now. Well, one, I'm grateful that I get to talk to you yeah, because I don't get to God. talk to y'all that much. <laughs> um Two. I am grateful. Let's see. Oh, it was raining this morning. So, and it's sunny now here. So, I'm super grateful that I get to take the dogs out for a walk, which okay. I didn't think I'd be able to. Um. Oh, and I'm really grateful that uh, that Sergio and I get to go away this weekend. That we, like, that we have the means to be able to to go away for the weekend when we want to and when we need to. So, I'm really grateful for that. Nice. So, you, sunshine. And that I have the means to be able to go away with uh, with my fiancé. With,
0: with the love of your again. life.
1: Yes. <laughs> awesome. We survived quarantine. Yes, yes. We can do anything. <laughs> oh,
0: awesome, awesome. Definitely. Thank you so much. And uh, make sure for everyone listening, subscribe. Go and leave a comment, leave a review, wherever you're listening to this from. Smarter Brain, Better Memory Show. Make Mm -hmm. sure to tell your friends about this. Share this Mm -hmm. particular interview with everyone that you know so they can get all the great advice that Miss Morgan just shared (laughs) with you guys. So have a great day. Stay safe, everyone.